This is the Family Second Program. Whoop, whoop. Don't call it a comeback. That's right. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for a year. That's right. Hey, guys, welcome to the Family Second Program. We are so excited to have you with us. This is a podcast that puts God back in the family where he belongs, which is first. That's right. He should be first in your family. We want to welcome all of you that are listening today. Us, meaning me, P-Shells, my beautiful wife, my diva divine, and my four shells. We want to welcome all of you. We believe you are valuable, that you have value because God made you that way and what he did for you. So we want to speak into your life through this program today, this family second program, and we want to encourage and we want to strengthen you and your family. So thank you so much for turning me on, and we just ask that you share it with somebody. That's right. There's a lot my wife and I have seen in a ministry and just in life in general as we've been on this journey, and we have come to the conclusion, everything we do should glorify God. That is why today we are talking about perspectives. Everybody out there, you, me, just look around at somebody, they have a perspective of this life. What perspective in your life needs to change so that God gets all the glory? That's what we'll be talking about today. We want to give God in everything we do the glory for everything. That means even our thoughts need to glorify God, okay? Our perspectives on what we read uh, on the internet, uh, what we hear in the news, what is your perspective on life, even your own life? Are you going through things in your life, depression, uh, uh, just just self-worth? What is going on? What is your perspective in this life? Our, sometimes our perspective needs to change, and we're going to get into that today. But, but before we dive into that today, let me just say one thing. If you need prayer, if you need encouragement, if you need to be strengthened today, you can always contact us here at the Family Second Program at our Four Shells Connection that produces this podcast in our Equip, Encounter, and Activate Network, our ministry. Uh, we just want to encourage you. We want to lift you up. So you can contact us anytime through email at philip at philipshelley.org. That's philip with one L. It's the biblical philip. Come on now. All right. And you can contact us for any prayer needs, any encouragement that you need. You can also go to my blog at www www.philipshelley.org. That's right. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y. You can always see that on uh, the top of the podcast in your feed. Um, and just if you want to be encouraged, please go there. We want to do everything we can to encourage the world today because we always see negative things in this life. And we, we as a people, my wife and I, my four shells, we want to encourage the world. We want to be encouragers. And I believe that through the Holy Spirit uh, using us to give us words of life, to lift up those that need encouragement, I believe we can do that. I believe you can do that. So it's great to receive, but it's also much greater to give. So I tell you what, whenever you hear encouragement, wherever you receive it, give it away. That's right. You will receive much more when you give. 
it away. So do that today. Share it with others. Share this podcast with others. Share encouraging words with others. Pray with others. Allow the Holy Spirit. And I believe enthusiasm is the fuel for the Holy Spirit. So I tell you what, just get excited right now. Just go ahead and just start dancing. I don't know. Just do do the cabbage patch or something. Just just you know, I don't, that's old. I know I'm old school. I'm sorry. So just, just start dancing. Just I don't know, music in your head going on. I mean, just be excited. Be excited about what God wants to do in your life. About what He's gonna, what He wants to do, and He's gonna do through your family because you're gonna step up as a father. You're gonna step up as a mother. Uh, you're gonna step up uh, who, whatever you are uh, in, in the season in your life, and God's gonna use you. All you gotta do is make a decision. All you gotta do is make the choice today. So please contact us. Please, if you need encouragement, contact us today. We would love to encourage you uh, today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So today, that's right, we are talking about perspectives. We are talking about perspectives. What a perspective do you have in your life? And many people have different perspectives. I mean, even when we read stories in the Bible, we have a, a perspective about it uh, and, and what people these people went through. Uh, and many people have different things. So I'm going to read a story today from the Bible. It's actually my favorite story in the Bible. I know that it's uh, used widely in church. You Actually, also in the world, there's a great book, David and Goliath by Malcolm Gladwell. That is an awesome book. You should read it. So people use the story, David and Goliath, if, in case you didn't know, I was going to use that today. All right. Uh, but it's a great story. I'm going to read it to you, and then we're going to uh, talk about the perspective David had and the perspective the people around him had. Uh, so it's, it's going to be great today. Um, you know, usually when I preach this in front of people, I'm different and I make more excited and, you know, people scream, amen, amen, you know, so give me an amen every once in a while. I, I'm not going to preach it like I do in front of people. I'm just going to sit here and talk, uh, and just break down, uh, give you, uh, points about it. So I'm going to be very calm, very collected. Okay. All right. So I want to teach you what the word says. I want to encourage you today. I want this to go in your spirit so that every day you wake up, you know who you are in Christ because you are somebody you have value. God has made you valuable. He created you in his image. Come on now. You have value. So please take that today. So, so remember, we need a perspective that glorifies God. Not just in what we do, we uh, to glorify God, we need to, our thought pattern and everything we think to glorify God. So I'm going to read this to you. It's going to be pretty long. It's in, for, found in 1 Samuel. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to it. 1 Samuel 17, starting at verse 1. I'm going to skip around a little bit so I can get to the end because it's like 50 verses. Okay, so just follow along with me if you can. If you're in the car uh, listening, hey, you're reading the Bible today. Praise the Lord for that. All right, so... It's 1 Samuel 17. The Philistines now mustered their army for battle near Judah. Saul countered by gathering his Israelite troops near the valley of Elah. So the Philistines and Israelites faced each other on opposite hills with a valley between them. Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet, and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. He also wore bronze leg armor, and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The shaft of his spear was as heavy and as thick as a weaver's beam, tipped with an iron spearhead that weighed 15 pounds. His armor bearer walked ahead of him carrying a shield. Now Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across to the Israelites. Why are you all coming out to fight, he called. 
I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. Now when Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. Then it goes on from verse 12. All the way to verse 19, how Jesse wants to send David with, you know, a pizza, you know, some cheese and some bread uh, to his brothers. So he gets them all prepared. Then in verse 20, it says this. So David left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early the next morning with the gifts as Jesse had directed him. He arrived at the camp just as the Israelite army was leaving for the battlefield with shouts and battle cries. Soon the Israelites and Philistines forces stood facing each other, army against army. David left his things with the keeper of supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. Then David heard him shout his usual taunt to the army of Israel. As soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. Have you seen the giant? The man asked. He comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give that man one of his daughters for a wife, and the man's entire family will be exempt from paying taxes. David asked the soldier standing nearby, What will a man get for killing the Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway, that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? And these men gave David the same reply. They said, Yes, that is the reward for killing him. But when David's older brother, Elab, heard David talking to the men, he was angry. What are you doing around here anyway? He demanded. What about those few sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? I know about your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. What have I done now? David replied. I was only asking a question. He walked over to some others and asked them the same thing, received the same answer. Then David's question was reported to King Saul and the king sent for him. Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since his youth. But David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consented. All right, go ahead, he said, and may the Lord be with you. Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped the sword over it, and took a step or two to see what it was like, for he had never worn such things before. I can't go in these, he protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them into his shepherd's bag. Then armed with only a shepherd's staff and a sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Goliath walked out towards David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at his ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog, he roared at David, that you come with me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals, Goliath yelled. 
David replied to the Philistine, You come to me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel's whom you have defied. Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut your head off. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with a sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle, and he will give you to us. As Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran to meet him. Reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in, and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from his sheath. David used it to kill him and cut off his head. As I said before, we all have different perspectives. And sometimes we can't easily change our perspectives because of what we think. Well, I think this way. This is the way I think. And we got to remember that our perspectives are not like our values. Okay. And as Christians, we have values. We have the word of God to obey, to sets a principle of what we should do and how we should act and how we should obey God. Now, your perspective is not the same thing as those values. And our perspective helps us look at how other people think and other people's views. You know, it's like the other day when I was at a school, I looked at a, I love looking at maps. I love history. I love geography. And I love looking at maps. And I, I love looking at the maps of the United States because I always see something new. When I look at the cities on the map, when I look at the, the, the national parks or, or, or monuments or where they are, I always see something new. So every time I look, I see something new. And that might be a, another thought that someone else is thinking and you think, wow, I can't believe they think that way. But then we kind of get defensive and because that's not the way I think, you know, and, and we kind of argue. And now with the social media we have, we can, it's very easy to argue because sometimes you can't put a face with the person that's arguing and you just want, you just want to fight and bicker. And, and, but here's the thing as Christians, uh, as, as people that believe in the word of God and how we should act and the values that we have, we need to see. Other people's perspectives, other people's views. That doesn't mean it has to be your view. It just means that we need to be sensitive to what people are going through and what people think. And uh, and we, we need that. And this story can change our perspective in life. How can it change our perspective in life? And, and, and here's the thing. What is holding us from changing our perspective? What is holding you from changing your perspective? Well, number one, I believe sometimes it's our past. Our past is holding us from changing our perspective on other people or other things or even our own lives and what we deal with and, and, and our self-worth. Verse 28 says, But when David's older brother, Elab, heard David talking to the men, he was angry. What are you doing around here anyway, he demanded. What about those few sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? I know about your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. You know, that's funny because people will remind you of your past. You know, they, you know, people have seen your sin. They've seen your dysfunction. They've seen your issues. And the thing is, when you want to do something good, a lot of people will probably remind you of what you did before. You, you want to change now. <laughs> when just the other day you were doing this and doing that. 
And the thing is, we don't need to allow the people around us or this world to dictate how we want to change for the better, how we want to uh, start lifting up people and lifting up ourselves. We don't need to let the world or others dictate how we do that because God has given you new life. You are a new creation through him. But look what David did. He moved on. The Bible says right there in the next verse, what have I done? I'm only asking a question. And he walked over and asked someone else the same thing. He moved on. Someone say, move on. That's right. When the world wants to get in your ear and say, you can't change. You're the same somebody you were years ago. I've seen your dysfunction. I've seen your issues. I've seen your sin. You can't change. Move on. That's right. Just just push somebody around and say, move on. That's right. Just move on. Go to the next thing and say, I am more than a conqueror through Christ. Just keep going. Okay, keep going to where God is leading you. Number two, what is holding us from changing our perspective is we don't see what God sees. We don't see what God sees. Verse 33 says, don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy. He's been a man of war since his youth. The world will never see what God sees. We will never see what God sees. God has chosen us. We are, the Bible says we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. The Bible says that you are more than a conqueror through Christ who gives you the strength, that you can do all things through Christ. You are an overcomer because Christ overcame the world. We need to start seeing what God sees. We need to go by what we don't see. You know, we believe there's a God. We believe that he has created us. We need to start going by his words, the word says, and going by what we don't see. Instead of going by what the world sees and the world's perspectives, we need to go by God's perspective and what he sees in us and through us and what we can do. Number three. What is holding us from changing our perspective is don't forget that God has given us gifts. And we need to know that our gifts brings victory. Those gifts that God has given us, the reason he gave it to us, those gifts and talents, is to bring him the glory. And sometimes we use our gifts for other things. We use it for the world. But remember, he's given you those gifts to bring him the glory. So what the devil has intended for evil, God will turn it to good. In verse 34 through 37, he persisted and told Saul that I went after the lion, I went after the bear, and I killed it with my sling and with the club. I And he persisted. God has given each and every one of us gifts and talents to glorify him. And when we use it to glorify him, he brings us the victory. Are you using what he's given you for his glory? Are you using what he's given you for his glory? Number four, what's holding you back from changing your perspective? Your persistence creates opportunities that God uses to bring you the victory and him the glory. Your persistence. Someone say persistence. Persistence. That's right. I heard you. I think. All right. Your persistence, your drive, your keep on going attitude creates opportunities that God uses to bring you victory and him the glory. As I've told you on the last one, verse 34 through 37, he persisted, the Bible said. He told Saul what he has done. He wanted to defeat the giant. He saw the, the defiance of this giant and talking against his God. And he wanted to defeat the enemy. He knew his persistence created opportunities that God uses to bring him the victory and God the glory. 
You know, I have one question for you. What have you given up on? What have you given up on? You know, there are things in our life that we've given up on because the world told us we weren't good enough. There's things I've given up on that, you know, in the back of my mind says I just can't do it. A lot of us are in that situation where we've just given up on things because it just didn't work. I've tried it, you know, for six months. I've, I've, I've done it for this long and we've given up. What are some things you've given up on? What are some things you haven't persisted on and just kept on going, being consistent? What have you given up on? Who have you given up on? I want to tell you today, don't give up yet. Don't give up yet. Don't give up yet. God is with you and he will bring you the victory if you persist. And number five, what's holding you back from changing your perspective for the better, for the good, seeing the good in this life, seeing the great things God can do through you and in you. Well, you need to cut the middleman out. <laughs> You're like, what? What are you talking about? The middleman? Well, you know what? The Bible says that what was Goliath? He was a Philistine champion. That's uh, basically a glorified middleman. <laughs> you know, back then when they would have uh, armies uh, get together and they wanted to fight, they would choose two warriors to come and fight. And basically they were middlemen. Okay. And whoever won, then that's who won. Whoever lost that fight, uh, they would lose. So they were basically middlemen. Businesses today, they have middlemen. You know, they, they sell their products to a distributor. Dis the distributor distributes it. They're called the middleman. A lot of companies have phased out the middleman. We need to phase out the middleman. As a family, as a father, as a mother, you need to phase out the middleman. You need to cut it off right now because you know what? Some, a lot of times as parents, we send our kids to school and hey, the school teaches them that that's the school's responsibility we get that mindset of hey that's their responsibility that's the education system responsibility to teach my kids and then sometimes we go to church and we say that's the you know the church's responsibility to teach them the word of god that's the church's responsibility we need to get that mindset out of our head because it is our responsibility parents let me tell you right now, it is our responsibility to teach our children. If they're having trouble in math, we need to be the ones to find a solution to it. If they're having trouble in a subject at school, we as parents need to find a solution. We need to teach them or we need to find a tutor, you know, or something. We need to go the extra mile for our children to learn. If it's the word of God, we don't... We need to cut that middleman out and say, say it's the church's responsibility. It's our responsibility to go and de have devotion with them, to teach them what the Word of God says. And if we don't know what the Word of God says, we need to learn what the Word of God says. And we need to get in the Word so we can teach our children. Mothers, fathers, I'm speaking to you today. Cut out the middleman. Okay? It's not the middleman's responsibility to teach your children. It's your responsibility to rise up in this day and age and teach them, teach them what the word of God says, teach, teach them the dangers of what's out there. My wife is so good at that, of teaching our children what the dangerous things that are out there and what, what they need to look for. Okay. So they're not attacked or they're not bullied or, or, or things won't happen to them. Um, we need to be, we need to be the ones that bring this stuff up at the dinner table or, or talking to them. We need to bring this stuff up and, and you might feel embarrassed. You might feel, Oh, they don't need to know this. Yes, they do. Okay. Yes, they do. Take the time out to teach your children, cut out the middleman in your life and you be the one to teach your children. Have you ever been in that situation where something has to happen now? 
something has to happen now. You know, I've been in that situation a lot. Uh, and, you know, you just pray and you're just crying out to God. Something needs to happen now, God. I, it needs to happen now. I need to break through my finances now. My family needs help right now. I, I need healing right now. What in your life needs to happen now? You know, Goliath had been going out for 40 days twice a day. That means 80 times he went out to taunt God's army. Do you feel taunted by the devil today? When it seems nothing is happening, you'll never get what you've prayed for, or bad things just won't stop happening. He's telling you today, don't quit. That's what he's telling you today. Through the story of David and Goliath, don't quit. You know, it says in verse 37, the Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. You know what? He will rescue you. He will rescue you. Verse 38 and 39 says that Saul tried to give him his armor and weapons, but David was not used to them. That tells me that they still had the same perspective. Don't forget the world is going to keep their same perspective. A lot of people don't want to change. They don't want to change. But you know what? We as Christians sometimes need to change. You might say, well, God's never changing. God is perfect. <laughs> you know, we're not perfect. And if we want to be more like him, that means we have to change. So the world is going to keep their same perspective like Saul did. And after you change your perspective, the world will still have theirs. But don't worry. God has overcome the world. You know, verse 42 through 44 says that when David went out to meet the giant, the giant laughed and sneered at David's appearance. Now, I want you to remember this. When you are weak, that's when God is strong. And guess what? God fights for you. He does. He fights for you. In you know, verse in verse 45 through 47, you know, David responds to Goliath's criticism. And what does he say? <laughs> what does he say? David actually gave his victory speech before he was victorious. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome that David gave his victory speech before he defeated the giant? He already knew what was going to happen. And that's what we need to do. That's what the mentality we need to have. Give the devil your victory speech. Just go ahead. Just give him your victory speech because spiritually you have the victory through Christ. So today, give the devil your victory speech. In verse 51, at the end of the story, it says, David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword and cut his head off. That's my favorite part. I'm sorry. It just is. I wouldn't want to see it, but it's just reading it. It's just awesome. That's my favorite part. But my question to you is, what perspective in your life needs to change so you can have complete victory? How do you make sure it's dead? How do you make sure that things in your life that needs to change are dead? Cut his head off. That's right. Just cut its head off. Sometimes we don't cut its head off. We just, oh, it, oh it's laying on the ground there. Um, Looks like the rock sinked in pretty good. I'm sure it's okay. Let me walk away. And the thing is, the dead thing gets up. It gets up because you didn't cut the head off. You got to cut the head off. All right? And everything. Because a few years is going to come on back. And you're like, oh, man, I thought I dealt with this years ago. But no, you didn't. You thought it was dead. And it's not. You got to cut it off. You need to take care of everything this situation has, and you need to cut its head off. That's what you need to do. You need to cut its head off. There's something I want you to remember today, and I'll have these in the show notes um, on my blog and on a Facebook page and, and uh, LinkedIn. So make sure you read it. There's one thing I want to leave you with today is that my perspective changes my situation's outcome to glorify God. If you want to change your situation, change your perspective and let God get 
all the glory. Let me read that again real quick. You can always rewind it if you want to hear it again, but I like repeating it sometimes so you can get it. Because I know sometimes you don't want to rewind. But anyway, all right. He says this. He says, my perspective changes my situation's outcome to glorify God. If you want to change your situation, change your perspective and let God get all the glory. That's what we need to do today. And then here's the thing. If we come to a point in our life that, you know, we can't or we won't change, we get in that rut and like, I'm not changing for them. I'm not, you know, if you can, if you get in a rut that you're not going to change for God, then something is wrong. <laughs> you know, some if you're not going to change, if you read something in the word of God, you're like, Oh, whoops, uh, I ain't changing though. Then something's wrong. Okay. And, and I think that if you get to that point where you won't change, then I think you've lost the very essence of who God has created you to be. God has created you to be a light. He's created you to be salt to this earth, to this world. There's a dying world out there, people. There's a dying world around us that people need encouragement. People need, need lifted up every day. And you are the ones that can lift them up. I'm challenging you today through this story. There's something that may hold you back from changing your perspective in this life and, and who you are in Christ and who other people are. You might see a people of different race differently. You might see men or women differently. We are one in Christ. God has created each and every one of us and every one of us need him. They need to be saved through Jesus Christ. That's the only way to heaven. So we need to act like Christ. We need to act the way God has created us to glorify him. And as I pray today in our encounter, uh, why do we have an encounter? Why why do I have this part of the program where we want to encounter the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit can work through us? It, you know, it's not through our strength alone. We can't do this on our own. It's not through the muscles I have. It's not through the through the brain knowledge that you have. It's not through the strength, our strength alone, because it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And that's why we have this encounter. That's why we pray. That's why I pray. And I want you to pray with me and believe that God can change your perspective on things. Every time you look at somebody's perspective, see something different. See something different. You know, see something that you can take and say, man, I understand now. I understand what they're going through. I understand the pain. I understand the situation uh, of how they were raised or, or what's happening in this world. I understand that. And God wants through you to change what's going on in this world through you. If you give God all the glory. So Lord, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus for each and every one listening and uh, each and every one not listening that's out there that needs a fresh touch from you. So, Lord, I just pray in the name of Jesus, touch them right now with your spirit. I pray that your spirit move in their lives every day, God, as they wake up and they see what's going on in this world. They turn on the news or they read the uh, social media or Internet. God, I just pray that give them eyes, your eyes, to see a dark world that needs light, that needs you. And let them be the light. Let them be the encouragement. Let them be the uplifters in their family, in their jobs, everywhere they go. Lord, let them be the light, the salt, God, 
so this world can change. This world can see you through them. We might be, not be on the news. We might not be uh, in the movies or the TV shows. But Lord, we are making a difference. We're making a difference. And we believe that today. And we ask and we just pray for strength as we go out, as we change our perspective, as we change the way we think about things. Everything we think, Lord, let it be to glorify you. Everything we do, let it to glorify you. And we thank you and we praise you for what you're going to do. So we ask your Holy Spirit to move and work in us and through us, in our, in our family, in our jobs, and, and everywhere we go, at the mall, in the community, at the park, wherever we are, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, work through us and work in us, speak life through us, speak life in us. And God, we give you all the glory and we give you all the praise for everything. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, that was awesome. I believe that God is going to work through you and He's going to work in you. So let's activate it. Let's activate it right now. Let's go out and do it. Let's just go out and do it. So, number one, here's what I want you to do to activate is I want you to take an inventory of what thoughts and perspectives need to change. Go ahead and just sit down right now and just write down what. Or some thoughts. What are some things that, you know, when I read something, I get this thought in my head like, oh, wow. There's some things that need to change. And you need to th- sit back and say, wow, what, what is the Lord speaking speaking to me through this? You know, that's why it's so important to be in the Word and what the Word of God says and get that love and light in us so it can show through us. What perspectives and what thoughts need to change so your family can receive victory? You know, sometimes that means you have to change a lifestyle. Sometimes that means you need to cha- uh, change places you go. That means sometimes you need to stop texting that person your derogatory thoughts, <laughs> you know, um, or, the, you know, some things that, y- you know, you do. You need to change those things. What are some things you need to do? So take an inventory of that and let's activate it. Number two, uh, you need to change first before you expect your family to change. Okay, as a father, as a mother, I'm talking to you. You need to change first before you expect anybody in your family to change. If you want your wife to change, you need to be the one to change first, Dad. Okay, husband. All right, mother, if you want to see your husband change, then you need to be the one to change first. Okay, you need to show them that we can do this through Christ because Christ gives us the strength. And then number three, give your victory speech. Not just today. Not, you know, every week. Every day, every day, give your victory speech. Just like David gave his victory speech to Goliath before he killed him. Give your victory speech to this world, to the devil. Give it today. That's number three. So number one, take an inventory. Number two, change first. And number three, give your victory speech. That's how you activate we want to activate today. Hey, we want to say thank you for listening today. Thank you for tuning us in, turning us on. I believe that through this story of David and Goliath, that your perspective can change, and you can change the world through that perspective that glorifies God, because that's what we need to do. Do it today. All right? So thanks for listening. You remember, remember, you can contact us anytime at philip at philipshelley.org. Uh, also go to my blog to be encouraged at philipshelley.org. And if you'd like to donate off the blog, there's a donate button to this ministry because it is a ministry. We call it the Equip, Encounter, and Activate Network, which a network is a ministry. We want to network with people with you so we can change this world for God. 
there's a lot we want to do and there's a lot we want to see done and uh, through the resources of uh, that God has given us uh, through podcasting um, and so please if you would like to, would like to donate we would love that today also uh, we are available to come to your church to a camp or conference to speak to speak this life that I, I preach much more differently than I do podcasting so this is not how I am in front of people I, I'm a whole, whole different person in front of a crowd which is crazy because I, I like enthusiasm, excitement, uh, you know. So if you'd love for, for us to come, please contact us. Email us today. We would love to do that. Also, remember to share this because sharing is caring. All right? Don't just keep it to yourselves. Share it with others. Praise the Lord. We love you. That's what we want to say before we go. We love you, and we want to see you come back from whatever situation you're dying in. Okay? God wants to raise you up to new life, to make you a new creation. He has created you for a purpose. He's given you value. Don't forget that. And don't forget, this has been a Peace Shells, Diva Divine, Four Shells production. And don't call to come back, because I've been here for years. Deuces.